Leadership in Lattes, and I'm Crystal Roberts. I'm here with my co-host, Trisha Ryan and Dr. Danielle Lord. It's the start of a new year, and I think we were all ready to have 2020 behind us. With that in mind, we'll be talking today about setting resolutions and goals. Are they the same thing? What's important to think about when we set goals and resolutions, especially as leaders, and tips and tricks we have learned along the way from setting our own goals and resolutions and our work with employees and leaders across our careers. We'll also be sharing some exciting news about some goals we have set for leadership and lattes and what our plans are for carrying them out. But before we jump in, Trisha, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. Um, it felt like a new year. You know, I got a lot of things done that I had been putting off at the, <laughs> the end of last year, like the new year was going to make a difference. And I guess it has because I'm, I'm feeling like I, uh, I cleansed my house of certain things. So it's really great. I had a good one. Awesome. That does feel so good, like a burden off, doesn't it? When you actually can get some things organized and get some things out of the house and an early spring cleaning. <laughs> That's great. How about you, Danielle? Oh, ours was uh, probably the exact opposite. So Friday was my Friday was my tenth anniversary, oh, and my anniversary. husband <laughs> my husband came home with this huge bouquet. He told the florist, uh, "This is my budget," and uh, she said her response was, "I don't think we have that many flowers." <laughs> so, anyways, it, a significantly large bouquet, so it's quite lovely, and we really just kind of hung back and did kind of nothing actually it was kind of nice mm -hmm. very lucky <laughs> that's nice it looks different in the middle of covid doesn't it <laughs> or we might have you might have gone out to a fancy dinner or something yeah, yeah. Now yep. it's, it's just how about you crystal hanging at home <laughs> yeah so for me i got to celebrate a birthday and uh, that was really fun and i would say that i i was not too excited so much for the weekend I wasn't sure what we'd be doing since there was no, nothing really to do because of COVID. And we decided since it was a beautiful sunny day, we went for this long, gorgeous uh, drive and saw waterfalls and we saw elk. Oh, really cool. Yeah. And it was just great to get uh, out in nature. So we had, we had a lot of fun and it was, my expectation was really low. So <laughs> it was nice to have something, um, you know, sort of exceed that expectation. So yeah, thank you for asking. It was, it was a great weekend. And I'm really excited about our first podcast today um, for the new year. So to me, that's, that's a real highlight of the weekend as well. So uh, in fact, I was going through my, I'll give Starbucks a little plug. I was going through getting a Starbucks and, um, the barista said, Hey, what do you, yeah, any good plans today? And I was like, yeah, I'm we're recording our first podcast of the year. So that was kind of fun. And she was all excited <laughs> for us. <laughs> so we may have a new listener, which would be really great. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Getting new listeners wherever we can. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so speaking of Starbucks and getting drinks, um, yeah, it's chilly out here in the Pacific Northwest. So I think we've all got a warm beverage, but wherever our listeners are, we hope they will um, grab grab a cup of what, um, what what's appropriate in their uh, climate. And uh, so grab a cup and let's talk about leadership. 
So Danielle, you're on the hot seat first. Uh oh. <laughs> We're starting with you, you. as we get <laughs> as we get to our topic today of goals and resolutions. I'm curious about did you set any goals this year or did you set resolutions for 2021? Personal resolutions yeah. or work resolutions? Um, not personal ones. I think um, I learned a long time ago that. You know, it's it, there's a I think an, an uh, just an expectation of setting um, or having a resolution every year, and it just seems like no matter what you do, you tend to fall short on it. So, I tend I kind of gave that up a while ago and just said, you know, I'm just gonna always strive to be better at just being human, <laughs> right? Whether it's um, opening up to to more spiritual frequencies, if you will, or just being kinder or having more graciousness or respect or whatever it is. So I think that's uh, just kind of an attitude or an approach I adopted uh, a long time ago. And I think it takes some of that pressure off of you to, um, you know, start the year with something big, huge in mind. And then because when it doesn't happen, then inevitably you fall feeling a little short or disappointed with yourself. So I think it's just, yeah, how can I just constantly strive to be a better person? So yeah, that's kind of the approach I took. And uh, I, yeah, it seems to work for me. Yeah, seems to work for me. Great. Now work stuff, uh, other, you know, other things there, there are definitely times when you gotta have more goals and, and expectations and, and measurements and markers along the way. But yeah, that kind of new year thing. Yeah, just kind of a little different angle. Yeah, for you, for you, it's a, it's a, it's a no go. It's let's let's just take steps towards being a better human. I love that. I love that. Trisha, how about you? Did you send any um, personal uh, goals or resolutions? Um, I, I'm like Danielle. I don't really believe in resolutions. I think that too often we fall short, and so what happens is people get these ideas that they're going to try and improve themselves and a resolution tends to be the, the way they do that on December 31st or January 1st <laughs> and I'm going to stop eating ice cream I'm going to stop you know I'm going to lose five pounds a, a day <laughs> and you know when they take one day away or or even five hours away sometimes um, they lose sight of what they're really doing and it's not a goal it's just an intention and I think that if that's the case um, skip the intention and just do it if you're going to do it. So I, I used to have a, a leader who told me that don't tell me you're going to try, just do it. And, and, you know, every time he heard, I can try, I'll try. He would just look at me and shake his head. So I stopped using the word I'll try um, because I knew that it wasn't going anywhere with him, but he considered resolutions to be just I'll tries. So I've stopped doing that. I just, I feel like um, there've been too many times when I set myself up and, and totally crashed and burned after a week or two. And I think, yeah, why bother? You know, I don't need to do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so you're, you're in the camp with Danielle. It's like, why would we do something that <laughs> seems to not be too effective year after year after year to set those resolutions. Well, when you think about it for a second here, you know, people don't feel good about, let's use a, a self-improvement as an example. People don't feel good about themselves or else they wouldn't be making a resolution to change themselves. So if they are going in feeling badly about how they, I don't know, look, feel, whatever, 
and the resolution is about that and then they don't and they fall short then how much worse are they going to feel you know why would you want to you know chip away your confidence about something when you really don't have to wow that was uh that's really profound that dang (laughs) (laughs) yeah that really resonated with me yeah Yeah. there's some some serious self-actualization right there going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and I think when we think about the resolutions also it's really difficult to make lots of change at one time and so we'll talk a little Uh bit about that in, Uh in in a little bit about what helps us to move towards our goals and what gets in the the way of it. What have we seen for ourselves, but also what have we seen as we work with leaders to be effective uh, and not effective. One thing that I'm trying this year, which, you know, it's still January, so, so far it's worked pretty well, is to pick one word, and you've probably heard about this, is just to pick a word and that's kind of like your word for the year. to really think about that as not a goal but as kind of the the way that you're going about your your adventurous year and so my word that I picked this year was experiment and Mm. I want to see life a little more as an experiment so taking a few more risks and thinking about it not as uh you know, a failure if something doesn't work out, but it was an experiment. It was something I wanted to try. And if it worked out, then maybe I want to think about maybe a different kind of experiment or expanding that experiment, but not that it was a kind of one and done. And then it's a failure. Something didn't work out. Therefore, it's never going to work out. It's like, oh, let's try something new. Let's try something different. So it keeps it a little more light. Um, It feels less permanent. Um, and for me, I'll take more risks. So that's been kind of fun to really think about that. And then there's also a thing called, um, focusing on a color. So I chose a color this year. So I have a word, which is experiment and a color, which is green to sort of go along with that. So as we think about like new growth and, you know, um, like, uh, green just as spring and new things um that's what i'm thinking about so marrying those two things so i bought myself a little green memento i've got it on my shelf to help me remind myself that yeah let's think about these things what's fun and new and different that i can be doing and learn from that keep that growth mindset going so love it i love it so yeah green is definitely a great color for that (laughs) yeah I'll report back and let you know how how I <laughs> how I keep going on this. But so far in January, what is it? It's the twenty fourth of January. So far, so good. <laughs> no no actual resolutions or goals at this point though. Um, so I did look up. I thought maybe to start with, we'd look at uh, a definition. Like, what is the difference between resolution and goal? And Merriam-Webster says. A resolution is the act of determining and goal is the end towards which effort is directed. So I don't know, any thoughts about that, uh, Trisha, about um, is there a difference between resolutions and setting goals and does it even matter? 
yeah, I think there there is a difference. I think, um, as I mentioned before, I think that a resolution to me is the intention to do something, the intention. But a goal is something that once I've decided that I want to get to a, a particular end, uh, the goal that is my goal, and what that I can. To me, that's a little more tangible. Something that I can, I can assign action to. Where a resolution, I might not be able to because it may be a little bit too fluffy for me, or I may not be able to articulate it to a point that it becomes a goal. It might become a goal though. If it's something I really want, then um, you know, it to me it is a goal. But if if I were to be a person making resolutions, which I don't, but if I did, I might say. You know, I really want to look, I want to look different at the end of the year. And that could be so broad, right? Yeah. And my yeah. goal might be, okay, to get there, I want to have, I want to dye my hair and I want to cut it to where it's one inch long. And so that is a goal that I could go out and get done and, or I could satisfy. Resolution, that's probably a bit bigger than that, or, or maybe just not as strong. That's my view. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Danielle, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, as a uh, boy, when it's when you first asked the question, I was like, oh, boy, I don't even know if I can um, <laughs> define or come up with anything around this. But as I listened to Trisha, um, thank you, Trisha, you helped me get some clarity around this. To me, the resolution is like the organizational mission, right? It's something that you're constantly striving for. And the goals are the strategic endeavors that you take to get to reach the mission. So that's, uh, that's how I kind of, uh, it kind of coalesced in my mind around, you know, the resolution kind of out there, esoteric, not quite sure how you get there, but you know that the, you've got this end thing in mind and the goals are, these are the steps and the milestones that we're going to take and the measurements that we're going to put around something. In a few yeah. minutes, I'll come back and I'll tell you a story that's very, very quick, but I have to look something up first. So while you're talking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think Trisha, when, as you were saying uh, what you were talking about it, I, and Danielle also, that's sort of where I was ending up too, is a resolution is sort of that, that uh, almost vision, like this is, this is the direction in which we're going and I'm putting a stake in the ground and this is what, I, this is what I'm all about for this year or this period time in life. And a goal may be how we're gonna measure if we've achieved it and the actions we're gonna take to get there. So I don't think they're necessarily at odds with each other. They're probably more complementary than, mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. a difference. There's a difference there. Yeah, it's, it's almost, you gotta have both, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that's probably the the biggest error that a lot of us do when we set a resolution is not to actually have a clear path for how we're going to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a reasonable path. Right. So what are yeah. the steps that we can take that that, you know, don't get us too much out of we want to get out of our comfort zone. But we've talked about this in many of our podcasts already, but it's that kind of learning edge we're pushing the edge, not into fear. So we're not so out of our comfort zone, but enough that we are moving ourselves forward. Mm -hmm. um, so getting, keeping ourselves in, in, in our, in our life, in that executive function in our brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. So true. Trisha, were you able to find what you were looking for? No, I wasn't. I was going to look, I was, it was the historical, I, 
I read something not too long ago, as a matter of fact, about the two resolute desks, you know, oh, one yeah. that's in the Oval Office and one that's somewhere else, I don't know, England somewhere. But um, it was, there was some historical significance to that. And, and it was, I think, about not a goal, but um, a resolve to, um, you know, to work towards, you know, peace or or strength or something. And I don't have, that's what I'm looking for. So we'll just think of that for another podcast, perhaps, if I ever find it. If not, hey, somebody else might want to look that up. (laughs) So the tricky part of all this, right, is how do we, how do we do this well? How do we set goals and follow through on them in an effective way? So that can be both in our personal lives and at work. So Danielle, uh, thoughts about that, like from your own experience, from your knowledge, from your work with uh, leaders over the years, what have you found really works? Well, it, that, it, yeah, it's a, that's the million dollar question in organizations, right? And I think about what um, my husband is just experiencing in his work right now. And um, his boss came out with a, here's our, here's our, the strategy that we're going to have. Uh, and it was just this, this list of stuff. Okay. Uh, Steven, you've got this and this is what you're going to do. And Mark, you've got this and this is what you're going to do. And so-and-so, you know, on and on and on, you know, six different buckets of things, three or four names attached to each one. And that was it. <laughs> and so I think, uh, yeah, what I think what gets in the way is it, we just kind of like go blah and and puke it out as like this grand idea, um, the, the resolution, right? Here's the resolution that we want to get to. And then people are just left with a, a bunch of pieces of paper all kind of sitting around looking at each other. And, you know, I, this is great. Um, but there's no, there's no substance to it. There's no way to know, and there's no direction of how we get there and how we move forward with this. And um, I, what, what is there? Is there a statement that we're striving to? You know, we're we're um, trying to move from being transactional to strategic, right? Is as one thing that comes to mind, or we're trying to move from being reactive to um, thoughtful and um, uh, and planned and and you know, structured and the approach that we're going to take with something. And, you know, this is, this is the time frame that you have, you know, there's this big list of stuff. I'm referring back again to my husband's situation, big, long list of things that came out and no time frame. And, you know, I, my husband and I were talking and it's like, gosh, this is probably a year and a half's worth of work. And um, what's the expectation when you want to have this or when they want you to have this done? And none of that was even laid out, not even here are the next steps that we're going to take. And so imagine, you know, how how we as individuals feel with, with coming up with this great New Year's Eve resolution with a couple glasses of champagne in us and super stoked about our resolution. And then we, we wake up the next morning and go, oh, boy. <laughs> It sounded really good last night um, in my little champagne haze, but now the reality is setting in if I have no idea of how to do this. And 
uh, I think that that is what happens a lot of times in organizations. And I, not every organization, right? I think there's some super astute business people in organizations, but there are some organizations out there who have maybe been a little bit too grassroots in their growth. And so they've brought in too many great, well-meaning individual contributors who are great at their jobs, but they don't have that business acumen or that knowledge to say, okay, this is a big body of work, this big resolution that we've put out there for ourselves. How do we go about doing this in a meaningful way? Or rather than just having it be a bunch of spaghetti that we threw around and, and hope it's stuck to a wall somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of all of all of the different assessments that we do, you know, like DISC and personalysis and all these different things where we're identifying the traits of different people, right? And mm. so there are those folks who are the direction people mm -hmm. and make sure that things get done, right? They're not gonna they're not gonna sit around and and talk about it forever. And even in uh, the strength deployment thing that I do, which is a different thing, they have a person who, or, or a group of people who are the ones who direct the work. Yeah. And so often, especially in this quest to get a, a calm and amiable culture, often we will end up with a lot of people who are great at mm. envisioning something or or conceptualizing or let's make look at the bigger picture or you know the pie in the sky if you will but when it comes right down to what are the actions to get to the end of that um they they may not be able to identify them and certainly where do we start and where how are we going to get there those things aren't things that they necessarily would even think about it's just really yeah. be cool if we put a you know a show on in the barn you know <laughs> like that, you know yeah so. Oh, so, so such a great connection back to how important it is to have that well thought out, diverse thought pool of, of people on your team, right? I always say, you've both heard me say this, I can plan an amazing party, but um, inevitably I'll forget the forks because I just don't have that attention to detail. And you're so right, Trisha. And, and again, in a lot of organizations, we don't look to who's got the, the competency that I lack in order to carry out the plan. And so really speaks to the importance of having all those participants as part of your planning and, and implementation. I can't, yeah. I can't just say planning. It's got to be the, the implementation. implementation. Right. And I am of the belief, though, that if, if it really is an important initiative, if it's something that really needs to happen, that there should be some people in the room who have um, maybe are a little closer to the center of whatever they're in, that they might be able to take on a different role in the absence of that role. Absolutely. So, you know, and often you see that in, in uh, teams where they're, they're working together and you see that everybody's all together and they're just, they're just talking around the table and they're not getting anywhere. And um, this, then somebody will step up and say, okay, so where are we going to go with this? What are our next steps? And then that, that's when they start, you know, rising to the occasion and talking about other things, but they need a starter. They need something. And yeah. so where resolution might be that, you know, talking about, wouldn't it be great? We should, you know, do this, or, you know, I, I want to, I want it to look like this maybe, but uh, I'm not quite sure. It's, it's the person or people who can, 
see that and maybe envision the actual goals that it would take to make it happen, you know, who, who would be the ones that step up. Yeah. So important. Such, such good um, comments, really thinking about the importance and the need for the strategic thinking. We need to know what's the direction that we're going and then also making sure that we've got the right people in the room to help us put together that really important plan and then to actually implement it. So they've got a lot of different perspectives at the table. Yeah. 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 So, so important. Um, I was thinking that this, this has always been a part of the work that I have done uh, in an organization is to help people sort of think through this sort of thing. Yeah. And even with my really strong belief and passion around this, I would say that it was coaching that when I went through the, the program of actually learning how to be a really good coach, that that's where it really, really sunk in for me. And really, I think maybe because it's such a short time that you spend with someone and that they have such a big role in taking it away and working it and it's not you that's doing it that they come back and they try and make progress that's when I really saw the power of actually setting goals and really being able to measure where am I now where do I want to be and being clear and that can that can be hard to take the time yeah yeah it just it's so hard and it isn't in an organization as well but it was I think maybe because you're just working one-on-one, -on -one, I'm not sure, but that it really, really showed the difference when I would work with a client and we would not be as vigilant about getting super clear about where, where they want to land, where are they now, where do they want to be? And so that when we got to the end of our sessions, when we got to the end of the coaching contract, they could look at those goals that they had set and they could actually say, yes, I actually moved from my, I said, a, you know, I, I was a one and now I am a seven. And that's what my goal was actually to be a four or something, but they could articulate that. And it made all the difference in the world on whether they felt that they had had a successful coaching experience or not. So that it was just really brought home the importance of spending that time up front to really articulate what's, what is it, what is going to be different? How am I, what, how would I be able to actually say I've been successful uh, this year or this quarter um, and, and being able to that for that person individually for themselves to articulate that so that at the end they can look at it and say, yep, I did it or no, I didn't. And this is, this is what got in the way. And yeah. Hey, how about even a check-in partway through Yeah, <laughs> to say, yeah. am I making progress here or not? And what do I need to shift in order to do that? That is so powerful, you know, when you think about if it were that simple, you know, you, you've made it sound like it is fairly easy, but it isn't. Mm -hmm. It is it is a practice that takes, it takes practice. It's a, it's a skill. And um, often, you know, people are just missing that element in order to, to really move forward. And that's the beauty of coaching is that you get, you get a chance to see when it works and when it doesn't work. And I'd say 99 times out of 100, that works. You know, just getting people on track, getting them to um, not be so aspirational or not be so um, 
resolute, if you will, you know, to, to say, I love this. I just can't seem to get from A to B. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, you know, and it's that same thing with setting a resolution or at the beginning of the year and then not doing anything with it because you don't quite know what to do. So there is, there is value in learning how to, you know, set a goal and, and keep track of it. Yeah. And I think that so many people just don't put the thought into how important the planning is. You know, like you were talking about Crystal is sitting down with someone and saying, instead of just jumping off, you know, both feet first into the, the icy cold water, let's, let's really plan this. And it, it is um, kind of a head scratcher to me. <laughs> we, we don't take that planning as importantly and seriously as it is. And, you know, coming up with, yeah, how are we going to get everyone in the room? Just think about it from a, a team development perspective, too, and how uh, a team can go really sideways if you haven't spent the time to plan what it is that you're going to do. Talk through it. Um, put timelines in place, specific milestones in place, and what it is that people are going to do to see how the work connects with each other. Uh, and now your plan falls apart and people are starting to, to push back against things. They're starting to blame other people. They're starting to feel bad about it. And now you have a team um, or, or even a work group, um, you know, depending on the situation that's completely falling apart. And the damage that that can do to the team, the work group, the organization, et cetera, is, can be pretty profound and impactful for the simple sake that no one took the time to see planning as important. Oh, that's such a rich point Danielle yeah. I really love it it's it also speaks to me the value of making an agenda for meetings I know Crystal lives for a meeting but including a plan in that agenda you know if if every agenda had something around planning or what are the next steps then people would know what to look forward to or what they were going to be expected to do. And often, you know, they come to a meeting and with no agenda in sight, and that's when they go south. People just yeah. talking around and spinning in circles. And, and, you know, having some direction, even if it's just something to keep them on course, can often get them to the next step. So I, I love what you said. That is so true. Plan. So, Danielle, can you speak a little bit to? I know this might be seem basic, but um, we have a lot of different levels of leaders listening to our podcast. Can you talk a little bit about what smart goals are? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad you brought this up. So SMART goals, for those who are not familiar with the acronym, stand for, and there's, there's different words. So, you know, if you can, you can Google this and find um, a couple different variations of this, but um, it's a specific, uh, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And again, there's some different words that, that people have um, ascribed to SMART goals or the acronym but so you can, again, like I said, find some variations, but specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And I, always great to, to use some type of measurement around how you're going to work through, identify your goals, and then work through them to get to the end state. And I think where it becomes really important to consider leading 
through SMART goals is to make sure that it's a conversation, it's a dialogue. It is not you as the individual leader coming up with the goals and, and handing them off to somebody and saying, okay, this is what you're gonna do, how you're gonna do it, um, and, and when it's gonna be done. That has got to be a conversation. You can manage that process. That's a manager, right? And we talked a while ago about the differences between management and leadership. So if you, just, if you wanna manage through that process, then you can hand someone the SMART stuff and say, here, go do this, right? That's, that's managing through it. But if you really want to be a leader and you want to lead through those SMART goals to work together in concert with others, uh, then, then you make it a dialogue and you have a conversation. And it's, it's perfectly fine to come up with what it is, the specific, uh, the specific goal and the measurement, um, but really that attainable, realistic, and timely should be done through dialogue and um, helping other people understand how to reprioritize, making sure it is attainable uh, and realistic for them, uh, and that that time frame you've set is something that they can work within as well, so... Yeah, that's my that's my two cents on smart goals. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for for addressing that. I appreciate that, and uh, I love the how you describe the difference between what it would look like through a management lens versus a leadership lens. So that that was really helpful. Trisha, anything that you would add on to that? Yeah, I would add. I I think that's um, beautifully said, Danielle. Thank you. I I have the same words. I did use relevant instead of realistic, but it doesn't really matter. It was always in my world, um, is it relevant to what we're doing? And, mm. you know, is it relevant to the kind of work we do? But, and it's an um, and, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. and. But one of the things that, <clears throat> that speaks to me when I hear about SMART goals is that this is how you know if it's a goal or not. I mean, if you can't measure it, if you can't put any of this stuff to it, then is it a goal? And, you know, people will say all sorts of things, but if they can't identify how they're going, you know, what specifically they're going to be doing and how they're going to measure it, that's a tough one for some people. It's tough. You can always say, oh, yeah, we'll have it done by the end of the year, whatever that is, right? But when when it comes right down to, okay, so how are you going to measure if you got there? How are you going to measure along the way? What are your milestones going to look like, right? It's hard for people sometimes to get to that, but that's such an important step because if they don't get to that, then is it really a goal? Is it a viable goal? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you have, is this something that at the end of the year, you'll know if you even got there, you know, if you don't know what you want, you know, will you know when you get it? <laughs> it's just a it's a an important step to take and I'm so glad that you mapped that out because it is something that often I think leaders forget is yeah. a really big part of what they do you know being able to identify that and articulate it if people ask is so important well, it, it takes me right back to the, if you can't identify it and articulate it, then is it just a resolution? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm not going to take us down the wily, the wily path of measurement, because I feel like we could actually take a whole mm -mm. session and talk about measurement. Uh, but yeah. I would just say from just the very high level for people who are maybe just dipping their toe in the water on that one is really to think about uh, what what would it look like, feel like, 
what could you touch that would be different as a result of what you've gone through? So what do you, what's really, what's the shift that you're asking uh, the organization to go through or your team to go through or the process improvement to go through? What does that look like, feel like? What would you hear that might be going on that's different? Um, it's not necessarily something that you can count like a widget. You can't necessarily count it, but you might be able to, if you're trying to change culture, what would you hear? What would the conversations be in the hallway now that would be different than what you'll hear now? So lots of creative ways to do that. Um, like I said, we could spend a whole, many podcasts talking about um, how to measure, but just giving just a tiny bit there. Danielle, it looked like you were you had something to say. <laughs> I we can see I each was... other now. That's another, we'll talk about the changes we've made. Okay, go ahead. I, I was just thinking, you know, so often we discount um, our kind of our gut feeling, right? And uh, so it just made me think of that when you were when you were speaking to that, Crystal, is that we, it, there's, there's so much power in realizing that, yeah, you know, things do feel different. I don't have a stomach ache when I show up to work anymore, right? It, that's a very, it's not a tangible thing, but it's a very, very measurable thing through just a, kind of a qualitative perspective. And I, I think in, in business, we oftentimes overlook that as, as being something to hang your hat on. That's, that's so cool. Um, I was actually, when I picked my word of, of experiment, all these like E words started coming to mind, which sounds really <laughs> strange. But one of them was, as I thought about, well, what experiments would I actually take on? And one of them was, it's you would describe it as gut. I was describing it as energy. So what's my, when I think about undertaking this experiment, what's my, what's the energy I feel from that? Am I excited about this? Or does it feel like, uh, I don't really don't want to do this. And to follow my gut feeling on that about, so it's not something I can actually count. There's not a, you know, six, six pieces of energy that I can count. Yeah. But I, I can listen to my internal yeah. things about yeah. that. Am I energized by this or is it going to drain my energy? Yeah. So anyway, interesting. That's great. So um, last question, um, as far as our general questions here about um, goal setting and resolutions is, uh, so inevitably we get stuck, right? We're gonna get to a point where it's not gonna be, uh, we're gonna not be moving forward. So, and that's that messy middle sometimes we mm. call it, right? So Trisha, what, what advice would you give to leaders when they find that they're in that sort of stuck role, stuck position in between when they've had their energy and they're moving forward and they're excited about moving toward their goal and they've done all the right things. They've set the smart goals. They have their action plan. Now they're into it and they've hit some barriers. So what would you, what's your advice to them? You know, I have found, I've, I've worked in organizations where that's happened a lot. And I've found often that, um, there's a need to take a moment to step back and reevaluate what's going on. So where, where are we getting stuck? And often there's a process step that's out of sync or something that, um, that, you know, I know continuous process improvement, people love this kind of stuff because <laughs> yes. in the world of PDCA, right? Um, plan, do, check, act. 
it is one of those things where when you've mapped out a process and people are working through their goals to get to or working through their um, their actions to get to the to realize the goal, um, they may get stuck in the middle and it may be that they're not getting the right encouragement, they're not getting the right mm -hmm. direction. It may be that they have lost sight of the goal because it's maybe too big or it's too far away. It may, and often if you're on a train and there are a million cars and you're at the back and you don't see the engine, you have no idea where you're going. You're just following the one in front of you, right? But the, in a goal, if, if people lose sight of their goals because, or they lose sight of the actions that need to be taken, um, it's often because they're not getting enough information so it's keeping people informed, stopping when needed to say, okay, where are we right now? What is, you know, where are you feeling you're stalled? What do you need? You know, what, what roadblock do you need me as your leader to clear so that you can go forward? And I think it's, it's really, a lot of it has to do with mm -hmm. communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So Danielle, how about you? Yeah. So well said, Trisha. And, and um, it, it, it reminds me of the conversation that we had around managing organizational transitions, right? Because mm -hmm. all of this, ultimately, whatever we're doing, there's some change or transition that's a part of um, the, the, the resolution, right? The end goal of, of the resolution, the end game. Even um, even something that is very simple. Um, so it's it, tagging on what Trish has talked about with the communication is, um, you know, being out there, being present and talking with folks and, and listening to the unspoken, being um, very in tune with what people aren't saying um, and why, because it, it's probably they're fearful, they're um, uncertain, they have trepidations about something, somebody else is getting in the way and is creating, a, being a barrier for them in order to move forward. So I, again, I think it's just being present with folks and communicating and listening and really listening to the, the unheard or the, uns or not the unheard, but the unspoken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. All right. So we're going to move on to uh, some of the changes that we are uh, making in with leadership and lattes that we're very excited about. Uh, so we've been recording for about, well, seven months now. We started back in June and we, this was in response to one wanting to do something fun and new and bring our experience to a wider audience and sharing sharing that with with people uh, but it was also in response to COVID so we wanted to make sure we had a way to reach out and serve leaders and managers out in a lot of different organizations and really hopefully be a touchstone for people some of the things that we talked about for 2021 is we, we've got some new technology, so we actually can see each other. So we're hoping to cut down a little bit on talking over the top. <laughs> I think we've achieved that already. <laughs> if we measured how many times we talked over each other, I think it's a lot less this time. So that's, that's really fun. 
And we also, hopefully you can hear us a little better. Our, our audio is coming through better and that's through some new technology too. We've got um, real live microphones. So just getting a little more uh, put together now. We're also, uh, let's see, we, we are also moving to a theme per month. So this, uh, this month we're just did the one recording, but our theme obviously was uh, goal setting and resolutions and that was appropriate for January. And we'll be looking at other themes uh, for the month, uh, the months as we move forward. And with that, so one, we'll be recording, continuing recording twice a month. So we'll come to you twice a month. One time will be just the three of us again, just Trisha, Danielle, and I. And then on the off recording time, we will have guests. And we're, we're not going to announce any of them yet, <laughs> but I can tell you that we've got some really amazing guests uh, planned to join us uh, throughout the year. So we're very excited about that. And we will be posting on LinkedIn um, the, who, the, who the guests are and announcing that as we go through the year. So we're hoping that we are able to bring you some new perspectives as well as expand our reach uh, through doing that. So we're really excited about that. And then we are looking at trying, so the, in the theme of experimenting, <laughs> we're going to be creating some components within the actual each session. Uh, so components that will go between each of the sessions. So we have always done the questions. So we're still leaving that in there where as people want to send us questions uh, at leadershipandlattes at gmail.com, we will still keep that from session to session only in the sessions though where we don't have a guest. So one of the ones that are just the three of us. We will also, um, we will end each session with some takeaways and we'll be doing that from three different perspectives. So Trisha is going to be talking specifically about what's the impact of what we've talked about. What's the impact of the topic? And Danielle is going to be talking about from her uh, rich background um, and her professor background. She's going to be talking <laughs> from that perspective. And I'm going to be speaking about it from a heart perspective. So we'll see how that works. That's an experiment. We're going to try that today. Um, and then we may be adding a few other components as we go along. So we want to have some consistent elements throughout, throughout the programming. So anything else that, that Danielle, Tricia, that you would add that we are doing new in 2021, at least that we know right now? Well, with some goal setting. So what a perfect, uh, perfect topic for today. <laughs> and thanks to, thanks to Crystal for leading us through our goal setting uh, activities. So it was fun. It was fun with it. That was great. Yeah. So one of, I guess, two of the goals that I would say came out of that would be to expand our reach. So we're, we're really hoping to be able to reach more listeners and also to bring in new, fresh perspectives. So um, we, those two things uh, help drive um, and then in just increase the quality, overall quality, always striving to, to do better. Um, 
So those, that's uh, part of the, those are the three goals. Yep, great. So with that in mind, we are going to uh, wrap this last part of it, experimenting with um, those three perspectives. So Trisha, do you want to, what's the takeaway for our audience from your perspective of impact? Sure, um, I think that realizing for if a leader realizes or sees that perhaps um, what they may have identified as a goal might have actually just been a, a resolution and to take think about what is the desired result and make sure that there is a desired result or a desired end state that the impact on business and the people around them who are doing what they're doing could be um, significantly stronger than if they go in with more aspirational wouldn't it be nice if uh, larger more you know out there kind of goals, you know, global goals without, or I would call those goals, but they're resolutions in essence, that, that thinking about resolutions is great and that often they're short, you know, short lived and goals on the other end, on the other hand, can be much longer lived, especially through things like what you and Danielle have um, articulated today around communication and and having rhyme or reason to what you're talking about or to what you're doing, um, having a plan. So the impact could be significant um, if if plans are involved in the goals and using SMART goals would be great. <laughs> So that was my first attempt at impact. We'll get better next month. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Tricia. All right. Danielle, how about from your perspective, from putting your professor hat on? <laughs> so I already said it, but it bears repeating. Uh, this is a group activity. <laughs> so, so, lead through those goals, lead through that goal setting, lead through the conversation of the SMART goals. Don't try and manage it because uh, it, like I said, it's a team sport. It takes everyone and you got to recognize all the different perspectives and the, the gifts that everyone brings uh, in, in order to have a, a far more successful party with forks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I would say from a heart perspective, and it's, it's actually quite related to what Danielle and Tricia have said, but if we do this right, it really shows respect for our employees. So as Danielle had shared that story about her husband's experience, he didn't walk away from that feeling energized and engaged. He walked away, I'm sure, feeling a bit frustrated and maybe overwhelmed. So from if we want our employees to be engaged and we want them to feel um, good at work and we want them to be productive and to um, really, as we think about the human part of um, our employees to really these sorts of things, setting goals, helping them understand what, what they need to do in order to be successful, in order to make progress, that's what's gonna win their heart is 
clear expectations, clear paths for them to be successful. And then also, as Danielle was talking about, that it's a team sport, helping them, showing them that you value their contribution and their ideas towards what those goals should be and what it's going to take to be successful. So that's showing respect and showing your, your, um, the value that you see in what each employee contributes. All right, so those are the takeaways for today from three different perspectives. So we really are excited about 2021. Um, next month, Trisha, our focus, we're not gonna reveal who our guest is, but do you want to give just uh, a 20 second commercial for what's coming up in February? Yeah, in February, we are going to talk about um, trust basically being a two-way street. And so there's going to be a lot that we unpack around that, but we're going to be talking about leadership trust and follower trust. Such an important part of being a leader. Thanks, Trisha. So before we close, I wanted to remind our audience to send in their questions about leadership and leading in these unprecedented times, and we'll try and answer them on air in an upcoming podcast. So send your questions to leadership and lattes, and that's A-N-D, leadershipandlattes at gmail.com. If you'd like to know more about us or the show, please go to thepinnaclecc.com. That's thepinnaclecc.com. And lastly, please submit uh, subscribe to our podcast. It's free and share with other leaders like yourself that you think would benefit from this podcast. So thank you, Danielle and Trisha for co-hosting with me. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. And I look forward to our next podcast. Thanks to our audience for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.